Gulag. I'm coming to get you. Remember Sally when I promised to kill you last? I lied. Get off my plane. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. John, I'm not gonna shoot you between the eyes. I'm gonna shoot you between the balls. The disease. And I'm the cure. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. There can be only one. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. I'm going to kill them all, sir. This is Media Break. You give us three minutes, and we'll give you the world. Good morning. I'm Casey Wong with Jess Perkins. Three dead police officers, one critically injured. Police union leaders blame Omni Consumer Products, OCP, the firm which recently entered into a contract with the city to fund and run the Detroit Metropolitan Police Department. Dick Jones, Division President, OCP. Every policeman knows when he joins the force that there are certain inherent risks that come with the territory. Ask any cop, he'll tell you. If you can't stand the heat, you better stay out of the kitchen. Although seriously wounded, Officer Frank Fredrickson escaped and identified this man. Clarence Bodiker, unofficial crime boss of old Detroit, now sought in connection with the deaths of 31 police officers. Today he's at large, while doctors at Henry Ford Memorial Hospital fight to save the life of Officer Frank Fredrickson. Good luck, Frank. That's right, Frank. Good luck. And welcome to the latest episode of Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. I am one of your OCP-controlled hosts, Charlie. With me, as always, is another OCP-controlled host, Nate. Say hello to the people, Nate. I'd buy that for a dollar. Woo! That's it, (laughs) Baba. I should have put a countdown timer to the first time we say it on the episode today. Right out the gate. Right. It's like, get it right out of the gate. Uh, Well, this episode is sponsored by OCP, Omni Consumer Products. So don't be surprised if you hear a few more surprises as we go through this episode. We sold out. We sold out. Totally sold out. Someone's got to pay for this shit, and it ain't going to be me. So if you haven't guessed, if you haven't saw, we are finally, finally in two years of doing this podcast doing RoboCop. My God. Oh, <laughs> dude, this was in January. I pre-ordered the Arrow release 4K of RoboCop, the full on collection. It released like this summer, finally. And I have been sitting on this movie till now to watch RoboCop in 4K. Director's uh, cut 4K. So you had told me about it and I did not pre-order it. Once again, it came out and I went, I kind of want it. And I couldn't <laughs> find it anywhere. It sold out like instantly. Um, eventually, uh, Best Buy got their restock in and I, I snagged that online. And then pretty much we were booked. <laughs> yeah, we had already had our schedule set and we knew like. So, yeah, we were we had all of like October ready to go because of Halloween, you know, Everything leading up to it takes a lot of time. So November rolls around, 
And we'll explain November at the end of the show. We have some news about November. And we were just like, man, we got to get this RoboCop in somewhere. And right after this is, you know, obviously our Christmas stuff, you know, for December and then beginning of the year. So it's like now or never to get RoboCop in. And I was like, now, let, let, let's do it, you know. So we're doing I RoboCop. hankering to do something that really itch that action scratch. You know, like that that movie that's like, all right, I need something with a lot of bullets and a lot of blood. This is the quintessential 80s action movie. Um, and it's it's glorious. It will always be glorious. Um, let's go ahead and let's hit the trailer. Let's hit this bad boy going, and then we'll jump into some stuff here. We've got a volunteer. The body is on the way. Old Detroit has a cancer. Cancer is crying. Turn and roll. As you know, we've entered into a contract with the city to run local law enforcement. We were able to save the left arm. What? I thought we agreed on total body prosthesis. Now lose the arm, okay? We get the best of both worlds. Onboard computer-assisted memory and a lifetime of on-the-street law enforcement programming. Hey, Lewis, it's Supercop. This guy is really good. He's not a guy, he's a machine. What are they gonna do, replace us? Murphy, it's you. Go get him, boy. Thank you. You have the right to remain silent. You have the right to an attorney. Anything you say may be used against you. You better back up, pal! Your move, creep. The future of law enforcement. Robocop. Thank you for your cooperation. Old school trailers, just fantastic stuff. It uh, one trailer I found, so I actually dug quite a bit into finding a movie trailer, and I think it's original, but it's the original trailer, but they play the Terminator music behind it. Oh really? Oh yeah, it's so odd to watch to because as I was watching it, I actually recorded it, and then I was like, man, it kind of kills it for me a little bit knowing that that's Terminator. So I dug around, and because this was re-released on uh, Arrowverse, they got the real theatrical cut trailer, and that has the the updated music or you know the movie music into it. So I went with that. I like that so much better. Nice. Nice. So we're going to change things up just a little bit. We're not going to do the back of the VHS, and I'll explain that in just a minute. But what I want to start out with is, Nate, what is your first memory of RoboCop? You ready for something shocking? I am ready for all things that are shocking. I don't know. Really? I, I honestly do not know. I feel like RoboCop is a lot like Batman. And a lot like Spider-Man. You are born, and you just know this exists. I, I feel that. I feel that. Uh, yeah. I, I truly do believe that, like, RoboCop was one of those things that was just introduced at such a young age that, like, I, I've got no original memory with it. It, it could have been the cartoon, for all mm. I know, seeing that first. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have a strong memory 
of in the early 90s, the back of the Marvel comics having the advertisement for RoboCop 3. Yep. And I had already seen one and two at that point. So it was just being very excited that we were going to get a third one. Little Nate was not ready for that. That's for sure. When he finally <laughs> did see it, went, what the hell happened? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. We'll save that for our RoboCop 3 episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, but this movie had the baseball cards, just like you had the Batman Returns and the Batman cards, you yeah. know, and like... It's just one of those things. I I feel like you just grow up and you in the early in the eighties and nineties, you know Robocop. It was just always there. It was a pop culture there. phenomenon. Yeah. Um yeah. at least with like with Terminator two, I, I definitely know watching that very, very young and even watching it multiple times with like my little brother. Like I I have a distinct memory of that. I got nothing with Robocop, which means I had to been damn young. <laughs> right. No, I don't doubt that. I, I do remember though the first time revisiting it, um, I think as an adult and seeing the director's cut for the first time, yeah. and going, "Man, I don't remember RoboCop being so bloody." <laughs> you know, it was one of those like, "Oh shit, RoboCop violent." <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it it's it's kind of what it's known for mostly. You know, for a lot of people, is how yeah. violent well, RoboCop ended up being. It's the big reason why when they announced the remake and it was like PG thirteen, I was like, "Oh well." You didn't get the point of RoboCop. So. Uh, yeah, uh, you guys done failed. You're done. Yep. Get, so what know, about help. you? Were you just born with the knowledge of RoboCop, even so, though you were already born before RoboCop was made? So no. This And this is the reason why I'm skipping the back of the VHS, because this is one of the few movies that I never even had to see the cover of this movie. I never had to see the back of this movie to know I wanted to watch this. Um, so this movie came out in 1987. I'm seven years old. R-rated movie trailers didn't really start coming on television till like after nine o'clock or sometimes even later. Yeah, wasn't that know? like it had to be like with the late night news or something? Yeah, like that? that's why they're always kind of destined to not make as much. Right, they couldn't be on prime time. You know, it was you know the family friendly kind of mentality as the things went. But I remember we have we have a, a local mall back when malls were a big thing, and it was always that one you know that was attached to a Sears. So there was a Sears entrance, and then there's a mall entrance. And we always almost went through the Sears entrance. You know, mom wanted to go through theirs, usually for clothes. We didn't go to the mall all the time when I was a kid. It Ours was the CVS entrance we always went through. Yeah, so, our, you know, we had to, we only went once in a while when we really needed something. For whatever reason, and this memory is burned in my brain as, you know, it's a seven-year-old. We went in through the mall entrance for some reason, probably for parking reasons. And we walk through that door, and there is a cardboard cutout larger than life of RoboCop standing at the do- at the entryway as you come into the mall. And I'm seven, so I'm small, so I'm looking up to this giant robot slash dude. You know, it's the one where he's like stepping out of the car. Oh. It's super impactful. I mean, it's probably only like five foot tall, you know, because I'm sure my dad was bigger than the cutout. But to me, it was huge. And that image has forever been in my mind of RoboCop. And you brought it up. I remember watching the cartoon. This was one of the weird ones that it came on Fox. We didn't have Fox because we just had... um regular air stations and fox wasn't an air station it was a cable and i went to my grandmother's sunday mornings before church 
I usually had time to watch a couple of the cartoons that were on Sunday mornings, and it was RoboCop, Cops, the the uh, robotic cop guys that fought the villain. Ooh, I don't you think know. I remember that one. They they looked human, but they had like robot abilities. Uh, if I show you a trailer for it, you'd probably recognize it. Okay. And then after that, and it always made me mad because after Cop, we I'd either have to leave before the end of the episode or just after, and Police Academy the the TV show cartoon would come on. And oh, I, I forgot almost, that one had a cartoon. Yeah. I almost never got to watch it because I always had to go to church unless we were, you know, we went in late or something. So I would watch RoboCop on Sundays. I knew the toys. I had a RoboCop toy when I was younger. The one that had the, the blast caps that went into its back. And oh, that's the other thing. Like I remember having the toys. Um, yeah. The super Nintendo game. Oh, um, there was there was Nintendo. There was comic Super books. Nintendo. This was the prime example of an all-out media blitz yeah. for kids. There was a RoboCop comic book. I have one. And so it's always been, like, every kid my age, even if we never saw it, we knew RoboCop. And fast forward a little bit to when I'm old enough that Dad would let me start watching these movies was, and I've said it on the show before, I don't know how early I've talked about it, but we had what was called Dude Night. Mom would go to a quilt guild meeting, um, and it was usually Friday nights, and she would take my younger sister, Sarah. So dad would rent movies, and that's where I got to watch things like Delta Force for the first time, the Rambo movies. But I will always remember the day my dad come home, and it was it's it's just burnt. It's, again, it's one of these nostalgia things. He would stop at this one particular video rental store on his way from work and they had the brown cases you know the vhs oh, cases i remember yeah. those old school snapping old school. brown yeah and it was a good night when dad walks in and he's got like two or three of those in his hand and he had three so he had like a family friendly one for saturday so all of us could watch it and the other two and dude night was dad made pizzas, homemade pizzas with whatever toppings, usually every piece of meat in the house we would put <laughs> on it in cast iron skillets. Dude, my dad can make one hell of a pizza. And I remember he brought home RoboCop and RoboCop 2. And I got to watch them back to back for the first time fully uh, you know maybe i might have caught something on television at one point but i had never actually sat down and watched them and i watched both in one night eating pizza with my dad watching robocop one and two and what an that's absolute my amazing that's my first you know memory. like <laughs> memory is just this larger than life thing and you know last night i'm watching it so way we have our living room set up you know we got the big tv and our chairs are kind of in the corners at an angle. I drug my chair out to the middle of the room. Jackie could still see, but I am facing <laughs> the television straight on. And I am in for RoboCop all night, man. Director's cut. Jackie had never seen the director's cut, which is amazing. Um, I wish we could get more of our favorite movies and director, you know, vision, especially for a Verhoeven. And I was a kid again, Nate. I'm not gonna lie, that that music starts that da na na da na 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 da na 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 na, and I just I I have goose I have goosebumps and I am in man and I adore 
RoboCop is one. I guess we should tell the people that don't know or maybe don't follow us a whole lot. I have two tattoos. One arm is a comic book slash action movie, and that is Judge Dredd. I have a Judge Dredd on my left arm, and on my right arm is RoboCop. I He's not love. making this up. I'm He's not. I'll, like I'll, I'll, half I'll share sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's not like just RoboCop's you know, little head. No, like my, my right arm is RoboCop with his Auto 9 pulled out, Ed 209 behind him, and then a big uh, headpiece of RoboCop above it all. My tattoo artist, she is amazing. And it's kind of the same as my Judge Dredd. I've got like three versions of Judge Dredd on my arm. And um, that's why I'm the action guy. That's why I love this shit. You know, it's it, this is my jam. And I feel like RoboCop should have been deserved more pomp and circumstance. But I'm like, you know what? We'll put it all here on the episode. If you don't no, leave this episode knowing we love it, then we're not doing our job. So, so I love that you mentioned that you felt like a little kid again watching yeah. it with the 4k i had that same exact feeling um my friends chris and maddie they want to go and see black am on monday i was like i can't like i gotta watch robocop like i don't have time to watch it before right. recording like monday's my only day I, I can't and they're like well let's come over and let's watch robocop i'm like okay cool like i got yeah. the 4k like let's do it put it in it's one of those movies where not much talking is happening amongst friends Mm-hmm. Just kind of watching it, especially Chris and I, and like just seeing how absolutely gorgeous this movie looked. And it's been maybe a year since I've seen it. Um, just falling in love with it all over again. Um, when I first got my uh, projector, I used to keep it in my bedroom and I would always keep the uh, projector screen on the wall behind me. So I would lay in backwards on my bed, essentially. Yeah. And watch old movies or cartoons that way at night. The very first movie I ever did it with was RoboCop. <laughs> that way I could see RoboCop on like 100, you know, inches. Yeah. <laughs> Not the best of picture RoboCop. quality, no. but I was able to make Ed 209 pick his own nose, you know, or oh, I was picking his nose and I was picking everyone's <laughs> nose. <laughs> but yeah, it was that same feeling when the music comes on. It's just like, I love this movie so much and like i'm even looking up like all right when was robocop 3 coming out it was 93 so i was five years old yeah. and if i was excited for robocop 3 at five that definitely means i was super young <laughs> oh yeah i mean i was um, i was 13 that's all we were talking about you know here's was. one of the cool things too charlie you saw yeah. that robocop cutout we're adults with adult money we could buy that cutout now you know, I haven't looked it up, but I know that stuff is not cheap, especially if it survived in some kind of. Oh, uh, I'm thinking we know, just good. get like a repackaged cardboard cutout. I would do it, man. I mean, I I know you bought the 4K. It's is that the one that came with the booklet and the poster and the lobby cards and everything, so or is it I just the DVD? Buy the steel book. Well, mine's not. Mine's not a steel book. Mine's just a a bonus. Yeah, mine didn't it, come with. It just oh, came with the disc. So I have like this alternate art uh poster that came with it and then inside uh the dvd hold on i got it right here. i know once again on a podcast we're not sure but i'll share all this uh on instagram um so it came with like this full booklet oh i'm jealous um and it's just all these things that are like behind Such the scenes for not pre-ordering this 
I I tell you these things when I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go pre-order well, the funny this. Funny thing is, like, I never bought the RoboCop Blu-ray because I remember everyone talking about the transfer was terrible. It was, and just to avoid it, like it was a yeah. uh, that one and Predator. Those were like those two movies when Blu-rays were first coming out. That it was just like, no, nah, avoid those two. Like they did a terrible job. Yeah, I got the updated Predator Blu-ray, you know, after that first yeah, like, thing going out. I have the digital copy, which I think is from that updated one, which it has yeah. some pieces that are still a little wonky. Not as bad as that original one. All I can but say I is... I never saw the RoboCop Blu-ray because I just avoided it. And then with the 4K coming out, I was just like, ah, maybe. And I'm glad I did. I, I Everyone listening, go buy it right now. <laughs> My favorite thing about this transfer is... They left all of the television commercial and new segment parts as if you're watching it on the old CRT yeah. so that when it goes back to the movie, you feel like I'm I'm in real life now. OK, I'm no longer watching television. I'm watching what's happening in Detroit right now. And I at first because that's what starts. It starts with that new segment in the movie. And you're like, man, this is 4K because. This is the first 4K movie I've watched on my setup. I literally hooked up my 4K Xbox I keep in my office and the 4K TVs in the house. And my Xbox for the first time went, oh, I noticed you have the ability to watch 4K. Would you like to proceed? It was literally a little prompt <laughs> that pops up for the UHD. And I'm like, uh, yes, please. And so I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, uh, cool. And it finally gets to that scene where it shows the Omni Consumer uh, Company's building, and it's gorgeous. Oh, it looks like they went back in time and filmed this movie with today's G technology. Gave Furhoven 4K cameras and yeah. said, go. <laughs> like, there's so many moments where I'm like, this is incredible. The, the, the only time I've ever felt like this with like an older movie is when Star Wars had its first Blu-ray oh, released. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. when that set came out, I was like, holy shit. Like... This is incredible. You, other than the their, the special editions, you felt yeah. like you were watching it almost again for the first time. And, and that's what I got from this. Like, yeah, just sitting there eating and enjoying myself with it, you know? And what I love, too, was, and even you said this when we were, we were talking back and forth, was all of the added scenes look just as clean as the movie. You know, it doesn't ever feel like, Oh, you can definitely tell they added this. You know, there's not yeah, like you a can definitely weird tell cut. where the director's cut stuff was put back into the movie because usually that stuff is never updated. It, yeah, it was never done. This one feels seamless this, because, I mean, really, we're watching what Verhoeven wanted to go out. For those of you that don't know, basically, the, the director's cut is uh, Kenny gets obliterated by Ed 209. I mean, extremely. Extended gunshot. There's so much blood. <laughs> it's like erupting off his body. And I'm like, one, I'm like, I know how blood squibs work, but how do you get it to where it just looks like you're pounding dead flesh? You know, they, they weren't like shooting way up in the air. Some of them were just like, if you smacked a, ke a ketchup packet and it went, that's what some of them look like at the end. And then Murphy's death in this is so man it's sadistic when you watch it all the way through oh you it, it definitely it, is like the way that he is screaming after they shotgun blow off his hand and the look on his face and just holding that stump of an arm 
It, 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 I never thought it would be possible to make Boddicker a bigger piece of shit than watching the actual what they were filming and doing. Like it, it was. It's a horror part of the movie, you know, and it's torture. And they're and the fact they're all laughing and they're doing. I mean, it's just so wild. And they we got done with the Kenny scene, and I looked at Jackie and went, "Oh yeah, by the way, this is the director's cut. So there's a lot more blood." <laughs> and she's like, "Ah." Because she's seen it, but, you know, I'm sure if I had never said nothing, she probably would have been like, I don't remember that movie being that bloody, but it's been a while. And then I was like, no, it's director's cut. It's <laughs> a lot bloody. I, I'm getting a message here. We got it. We got to run our first ad, Nate. So uh, OCP oh, okay, okay. is running the show oh. here. So one second. Is it time for that big operation? This may be the most important decision of your life. So come down and talk to one of our qualified surgeons. Here at the Family Heart Center, we feature the complete Jarvik line. Series 7 Sports Heart by Jensen. Yamaha, you pick the heart. Extended warranties, financing, qualifies for health tax credit. And remember, we care. So make sure you get that sport heart, Nate, you know, whenever it comes up. <laughs> I definitely will. I definitely will. Yep. You got to keep that thing going. So. This episode, I feels like going to be a little bit of a departure from what we normally do here because we don't need to walk through RoboCop. No. If you're no. listening to us, you've seen RoboCop. If you're if you're a fan of us, you've seen mul- RoboCop multiple times. If your name's not Mark, uh, you you love RoboCop. You know because yeah, <laughs> our <so>. buddy, <laughs> our buddy Sludge's dad, Mark, hates this movie for some reason. It's okay to be wrong, Mark. It's totally okay. okay to be wrong. His whole uh, whole uh, argument is, well, um, they blow his brains out. How can he have brains? And I'm like, you realize you're watching a movie about them reanimating a dead corpse into, you know, a robotic body. I'm pretty sure they they knew how to fix the brain. They got the you technology. Know, it was right there. You know, they yeah. didn't even want the left. They saved the left arm, but they didn't need to. They they cut it off. Yeah. And now that, that was one of the things that I was reminded with this was. They did that in the new movie. They kept one of his arms. And I'm like, you guys are really just trying to piss everyone off, aren't you? Like, there's an entire segment of the original where they're like, we don't want any human parts except for, like, his brain and his, like, nervous system. That's all we want. And they kept so much of him in that remake. It's an awesome scene when they show what's left of him, but it's just like, that's not RoboCop, man. And I'm a, I'm a Kinnaman fan, man. That that. Uh, oh, I love Joel Kinnaman, but uh, Joel Joel Kinnaman, man. I mean, he, I've Rick, only Rick seen Flag that movie once. That. I'm just not going to watch it again. I bought it for <laughs> two. That can do it. I bought the Blu-ray for two dollars. So yeah, there's like three really big reasons I even like watching that one. One, it's got Samuel L. Jackson. Two, it's got Michael Keaton, which I freaking love him in that movie. And three. I actually love the Ed 209 design and like storyline they did with the Ed 209 where they actually like implemented into military use. Um, I love all that in in the movie as far as give that 2.5. Well, I I mean, as far as anything like I like those first two, the Ed 209 design. I didn't absolutely, I didn't hate. Um, It still takes away from the importance of like, why ed 209 and just why you should not have a bot police force you know <laughs> like 
There's just it missed the point. <laughs> it kind of did. It's like RoboCop got to that point, but you know, again, it's it's Verhoeven. I mean, this is it's a movie that's basically satire. You know, it's a movie that is there's obviously there's a ton of themes to it. There's no point. In, we could go into it. Um, there's way smarter people that do it that have done that. <laughs> I see right. words and sentences and trying to form that I can't do. You don't want me talking about the philosophy of RoboCop. No, philosophy of RoboCop for us was it's a dude in a robot suit and he's got guns and he goes Cuz as kids people. that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. We didn't care about corporate takeovers, uh corporates running, you know, cities. Honestly, I think Detroit might be doing a little bit better had OCP actually took over. I mean, Detroit's doing way good right now. I was just there like 2 weeks ago. It was pretty cool. Was Detroit cool? Oh, yeah. Detroit was really cool. Really regret not being there longer. Compared to Niagara Falls, New York, which was super boring and everything was closed down, and you could tell that is a, uh area that has not been taken care of. Detroit, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Just wish that I could have spent more time up there. I know, man. They need to get off their butts and get that RoboCop statue. Put that was up. the other thing. What happened to that damn thing? It's sitting somewhere. That's it's like, real, right? It, like, it yeah, got that, built. I remember seeing pictures. Dude made it, and uh, it's like Detroit is not sure. It's like one of those things like, thank you, now what? It's like, <laughs> put it out there. Put it out in front of the police department. I don't give a shit. What Just am let... I going to do with a gun rack? Yeah. I don't even own a RoboCop, let alone the many <laughs> RoboCops that would necessitate an entire <laughs> statue. What am I going to do with a RoboCop? God, well, get that stick out of your ass, Ro- Detroit. Right. Isn't there like a Rocky Balboa statue somewhere? There man? is. It's in, awesome. It's in Philadelphia or it's something. It's in Philly right next to the yeah. stairs. It's like, come on, man. Like, we should have all that stuff. Like, Beverly Hills should have an Axel Foley statue somewhere holding a banana and a gun. That's what I want. That you know, yeah. Just give me my, my, my Eddie Murphy. Like, every every action star should have that stuff. You know, A homeless man did try to charge me $20 for taking a picture of the Rocky statue. Did you pay him? No. Well, that's that's just wrong, man. That no, that guy's twenty bucks. That guy's, that guy's it's his job. <laughs> he has to polish that thing every time someone takes a picture. It was a little ridiculous, is all I'm saying. I look, man. He, I got my picture for free. He's got a purpose, though. That that that's that's called theft of uh, property. That 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 that's that's an IP. Yeah, that's an intellectual property. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think you need you go back and you need to find that guy and give him his twenty bucks. I guess whenever I go back to Philly. If you're listening, you can contact us at gmbampod at gmail.com, and you can you can invoice Nate the $20 that he owes you for that picture with Rocky Balboa. So, mm-hmm. uh, All right, yeah, so like I said, there's no point going through this movie, so it was more important to me about the impact this movie has had on me as a child, which I obviously went over, but even more so just the impact this movie's had on me going forward like you know it it's one of the movies that is this catalyst of the movies i wish they would start making again you know and it's like yeah we got a remake and you sucked at it and you know you you missed a point i didn't want you to remake it and retell the story i just wanted it slightly updated you know i don't want a black power ranger running around the screen on a motorcycle the thing where I understand that a kid watching RoboCop today is going to be like, this movie is slow. Why can't he run? I totally get all of that. And 
they had that opportunity to just kind of like make those little tweaks with the yeah. remake and they failed at that. But like, you know, obviously, yeah, they made him faster and stuff like that, but like the heart and core of the movie gone. But, but here's their biggest problem right now is kids didn't go watch the new one because they don't care. We watched the new one because that was just this awestruck moment for us. This thing that was bigger than life that everyone wanted to know more about. I mean, RoboCop came out in WCW on stay on uh, the ring with Sting. Like there was a whole thing that went on promoting the RoboCop movies. Well, it's not only like you had that. Um, as we progressed into the '90s, remember we had was it four made-for-TV movies from Canada? I believe. So there was ones called I think they're called the Prime Directives. They're on, yeah, that's, that sounds correct. They're on Tubi right now. They were on sci-fi. I remember sci-fi, Aaron, yeah. watching them that way and thinking it was cool, but, like, it still wasn't well, what I was wanting from RoboCop. And a it, lot of that now as an adult is just realizing, like, it's it's Paul. Paul Verhoeven is the reason why RoboCop works so well. Well, it, it's, it's Paul Verhoeven and Peter Weller. Without yep. those two, you basically just have to look at it as, okay, like, RoboCop 3 isn't great but i can still watch it and appreciate the fact that they still tried to do something and they actually did try to make a more like kid friendly version of robocop right well it was because kids were watching robocop in the 90s that was our we had lunch boxes the damn studio had their whole marketing team aimed at us (laughs) yes but that's what that's 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 what i'm still confused about yeah like you obviously knew, like, oh, kids really want all this blood and violence. Right. Let's tone it down. It's the same thing with the first Ninja Turtle movie where it's like, oh, this is kind of a darker, edgier movie. Raph Cuss. They, they, like, slice they people up. They, so yeah. how about part two? We make it lighter in tone, and they never use their weapons. Never use their weapons in part two. And you know what? I never realized that till I was older. Yeah, same. Never don't because you know Mikey's using the yo-yo. I He's think using uh, sausages. Sausage I think links. Donnie gets to use his stick, but he never uses it like a striking implement. But Leo never takes his swords out of the you know the back. Raph doesn't use his size, and it took forever before I realized that was what was going on. You know, like holy shit moment for me. Yeah, had um, no idea as a kid. But that's also why number one will always hold higher in my book because Raph yells, damn, you know, it's yeah. just, and they, they like focus on it. It wasn't like this passing thing. It was this, like, this is a darker, more, uh, you know, adult version of the Ninja Turtles that, you know, the us that was watching the cartoons. And that and was not, like with, go ahead. Not everything needs to be dark and gritty, you know, like I, I think I haven't watched it yet. But Rob Zombie's uh, The Monsters and how people are upset, like, oh, it's not dark and gritty. It's like, I don't want that for my monsters. I want campy and fun. You know, and that's that's the bitch of things is when they first announced it, everyone went, we don't want a dark and gritty monsters. That's not what it is. Then they found out it's not going to be. So they immediately flip and go, well, it's Rob Zombie. Why is it not dark and gritty? I'm like, there's no keeping any of you people happy. No, there's no. And it's I've said it on some of the live streams is I think the monsters is going to be better enjoyed from someone that watches the original show. Or if you go and watch them, 
then watch his version and it puts you in that better mindset to enjoy what he's doing because he's a freak for that stuff i guarantee you he went through all of that and and you know was prepared and put what he thought was well, the better probably version. easter eggs galore you know oh easily i know i think uh butch patrick makes an appearance in there yeah. which i got i met butch uh we had him at one of our uh, rob cons and he was a hoot but his wife loved to torture me so uh, <laughs> we'll save that for another episode where i can talk about butch patrick's wife torturing me for an entire Lovely. weekend it's funny it's you know what doesn't funny. torture me robocop robocop except for the torture scene with with murphy very um yep um i i think one of the things that i i that stood out to me recently of watching it was you have the scene of robocop being built and you know they're they're drilling into him you get like the 80s grid <laughs> yeah. his eyes and stuff like that but when he finally gets to stand and you're still seeing his perspective yeah, and he walks past a camera, and you get that little glimpse of that, him on that the TV. Tiny glimpse, man. That is one of the like most beautiful shots of you only get a little bit, just leaving you for more. Like you can't wait to have more. Well, yeah, and it leads right into him walking into the police station behind the obscured glass, so you see the silhouette of RoboCop. Even the glimpse that you get of him at the firing range, you hear his gun. You know. And you're seeing like how powerful it is, and then everyone's every, stopping. Every cop breaks firing range protocol All and sticks them. their heads out the wrong side of the <laughs> gates. Every damn one of them. Like I hear something strange. Let me stick my head out the firing side of the gate. To be fair. No, this isn't to be fair because no, they shoot in fire no. ranges all the time. I was like, I never fired in a firing range till like two years ago for the that's, first time. That's, but that's on also, site. I grew up in the country. You just, you just, you know, shoot wherever. Yeah, no. That's, well, that's me too. I've yeah. never actually been to a legit firing <laughs> yeah, range. Yeah, when I went to a fire range, they're like, you got to wear safety glasses. Like, why? That's weird. In case something flies back, man. I guess yeah. so. But it's never flown back before. They, they, uh, they have, they all stuck their heads out. And, uh, and it's all to me, I just love those type of scenes, you know, cause I, I, I remember things like lethal weapon, you know, where they're in the firing range shooting, but this is also the first time we see the auto nine, man, oh, that freaking gun, one of the most iconic guns, period, period. I mean, I mean, there's so many like cool action movie guns, but man, you hold up a picture of the auto nine oh, Robocop's gun. I want to automatically spin it around and slide it into my leg. Yeah. Done. I want my leg to have a transplant with a robot leg. That way I can start putting the gun in my thigh. Why didn't they put one on the other leg, too, and let him dual wield? Oh, How it awesome. was in the budget. Cheek, cheek. Just, just film the one leg and then flip the negative so it looks <laughs> like it comes out of the other side. Oh, man. We, we, we blew all our money on one gun. On one gun. And, like, where are all the bullets at, man, in that gun? Can you imagine how many dicks would get shot off, though, if he was dual wielding? Oh, man. So I knew this was going to get brought up. Of course. <laughs> we see a dude get his dick shot off. And it's the dick shot of the week. You're, man, you should have saved that for the end, man. Oh, well, you know, it's been a while since we've done a someone gets hit in the dick segment. 
We haven't done one of those in a while, but no one's gotten hit in a dick. <laughs> those in the know about what I'm getting ready to talk about is uh, there's a little video on the internet of a parody of RoboCop. It's not on YouTube. I checked right after the movie was over. <laughs> I forget how we get it. Um, it's on sh- Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O. I don't know yeah. the website's name. I don't know how to pronounce that one. I never ha- use that site. So we, we have it in the group chat. Maybe I can dig up that link. I don't know if I'll get in trouble or not. But there is a video that they recreated this scene. Like, really damn good. Yeah. I'm talking production value. It's like four and a half minutes of just people getting shot in the dick. He shoots the first guy's dick off and then proceeds to shoot like, I don't like people just keep showing up and he (laughs) shoots them in the dick and there's dicks laying on the ground. That's if anything, this release should just superimpose that scene. I would be down for that cut right there. Release the the dick dick shot cut. It's the dick cut. Um, you know, because there is the guy named Dick in this movie. Dick you know. Jones. Dick Jones. Do you have any idea who I am? Dick gone. That's what that is. <laughs> oh, I really hate to do this, but we got to go to commercial right off of the Dick wanna, segment. I don't want to. <laughs> no, nah, we got to. We got, you know, contracts. I got to play the next OCP one before ours. So we'll be right back after these messages from our overlords at o- OCP. Red alert. Red alert. Red alert. You crossed my line of death. You haven't dismantled your MX stockpile. Pakistan is threatening my border. That's it, Buster. No more military aid. Nuke them. Get them before they get you. Another quality home game from Butler Brothers. The Transformers will return after these messages. Do you like horror movies? Do you like hanging out with your buddy? Do you like cracking jokes and having a good time? Do you just like fun? Well, consider checking out Spoils of Horror. We are an hour-long podcast that comes out every single week. We're not doing reviews. We're just going to hang out, talk about the movies we love with each other, and hopefully the ones you love too. Covering everything from the popular, the lost, the forgotten, and the bizarre. If you're looking for a good podcast and a good time, you're going to want to check us out. We're on all major podcasting platforms, and you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Check it out. We'll see you there. RoboCop, part man, part robot, all cop. The ultimate in law enforcement, RoboCop and the Ultra Police. The only cops with rapid repeat cap firing. He's unstoppable. Battling the worst criminals, Headhunter and Nitro. (laughs) The Ultra Police, protected by Robo Armor, bring RoboCop even more firepower. In the fight for justice, nothing can stop. RoboCop, RoboCop and the Ultra Police, each sold separately with RoboCaps. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics 
to superstar interviews to action figure expertise. This team does it all, and all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling. Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. We now return to the Transformers. So, with every 80s and 90s movie, action movie growing up, you can't have a badass good guy without an equally badass villain. And man, do I love Kurt Wood Smith as B- Clarence Boddicker in this movie. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Ed 209. Ed 209's my boy, <laughs> but we'll get to Ed in a minute. But the true villain. Red Foreman. Red Foreman. And this is before had any concept of who Red Foreman was. Um, I think in my memory, I knew this guy used to be a Klingon in one of the um, uh, Star Trek movies. I think it's Undiscovered Country. Are you where, serious? Yeah. He plays a chancellor or an ambassador, and he's the target of an assassination attempt. It's like this big whodunit movie episode. And Red Foreman, uh, uh, yeah, Red Foreman, I'm just going to call him that, uh, is one of the, the Klingons. So, but he is, it's it's him and Michael Ironside are like my two like favorite like iconic villains of the 80s and 90s and Clarence Bodiger is just a son of a bitch in this movie man oh he's terrible god when he throws Bobby from the the box van he's like can you fly Bobby you know just this like I'm gonna throw my own dude out the door onto the car he burnt all the money so he had it coming I know man it's as good as marked and you know he, he he's like he's got his crew they're all loyal to him but even you know like i was you know watching again last night i was just like really trying to pay attention and they're like yeah we get to do all this work but we never get the money you know it takes money to make money you're just like wow they got really are trying to like run this thing like a business this whole criminal operation oh and, i mean he knows he's untouchable because of who he works for yeah i mean he's in he's in you know but beds with great OCP. is I, I Red Foreman should have been a villain more often. Oh, 100 percent. Like after this movie, he should have been typecast as a villain. He, he did kind of get that in, you know, that 70s show. <laughs> <laughs> You're just waiting for him to go. I'm going to put my foot so far up your at robo butt. You know, just all this stuff. Yeah. man. <laughs> and not just Red Foreman, but normally in our in our action movies, our henchmen are basically just throwaway characters. So, like, Bobby's kind of a throwaway character, and then there's another one in the warehouse scene. But all the other ones are truly characters that you, like, you know, there's Bobby, there's Emil. They don't feel um, like just nameless henchmen one, nameless henchmen two, you know? You have Leon, you have Bobby, you have Emil, uh, you have... um, Kaplan, isn't he uh, one? Chino or Chink, uh, something like that, the other guy. as, as we talk about how they're not just nameless, and I can't remember his name. Well, you know, we're not ones to know names. We're calling Red Foreman, Red Foreman. Uh, <laughs> mi, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's Steve Min, M-I-N-H. So you have these fantastic, and then that's not all of our bad guys. OCP are the bad guys. Like even Miguel Ferreira's character as, you know, Bob Morton. Oh, Bob Morton's a son of a bitch. 
Yeah, I mean, he is he's he's on that up and coming on the corporate ladder. He doesn't care who he steps on. He steps on Dick's dick. You know, that's how he gets to the top. Um, they don't play up the old man being overly bad. He's just kind of like that the, the head of a corporate entity. It's number two where you realize, oh, okay, this guy's a piece of shit too. I get yeah. it now, you know. But, you know, Dick Jones will do anything to stand up, you know, to get further in the business. I Honestly, the only dude I ever felt sorry for in OCP was poor Kenny. Poor Kenny, man. He got he got the short end of the stick. Oh, only a little bit. <laughs> he threw the gun down. It was it was out of his hands. Although he was the only one that actually got to pull a gun on Dick Jones. <laughs> He's like, use this gun in a menacing manner and points it right at him. <laughs> I always get I always get tickled with that. It's almost like Dick was mad, so he wanted Ed two hundred nine yeah. to screw up so he would kill Kenny. Which also with Ed two hundred nine, if you got the demonstration, maybe load him up with blanks. Right? Why did they why, go out with live rounds? Ammo. <laughs> that makes no sense whatsoever. Or maybe just no ammo. You just hear the do, 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 and then that's well, it. And, and then you get the idea, like, oh, okay. But then it makes me wonder: Would Ed 09 go over there and just start stomping on him? Just bitch slapping him, just yeah. smacking poor <laughs> Kenny around. But, and this is the thing. So there's a lot of people that hate number two, and I'm not going to dig real deep into number two, but this this is pertinent because they did deactivate Kane, RoboCop 2, on his demonstration from what they learned from poor Kenny's death because his, his uh, gun doesn't work and he takes the remote and unlocks himself. And then he gets to kill everyone. So I was like, they even threw back to the fact that they knew they screwed up with that 209. <laughs> that so is true. Like, yeah, part two like, smarter than people give it credit for, man. It's funny. Like, right after you had launched the podcast and, like, I was like, oh, I want to watch more action movies and stuff. And, like, RoboCop 2 was one of the first ones I, was, I put on uh, just because of how long it had been since I'd seen it. That yeah. one. And, like, I was definitely disappointed as an adult. So Really? Yeah, like, I, I definitely, like, it was one I was like, wow, this definitely is not what I was expecting. Like, I was always a hardcore defender of two, but after revisiting it recently, I'm like, ooh, I maybe will there's not as much good here as I thought. <laughs> I will defend two forever, man, because... A lot of it, I was bored. That was the problem. Really? Because yeah. it's, it's oh, I think it's more action than the first one. I, I think the suit looks great. I, I like the oh, bluish the suit's tone. Phenomenal, dude. This one even has that like chromatic like purple and blue going, but they really upped it. What I got I want to talk about two and I want to cover two. I think what it is is two got a little too much um aware of itself and knew that the market was with kids, but they still wanted that R-rated movie, so they did a lot of like goofy things. Yeah. Making him do, you know, they reprogram him. The kids are the the villains at one point. There is a villain kid and you're never going to have RoboCop stab a man with his like uh R2D2 his, his data poker. point. Yeah. yeah. His, his USB-C port that is not going to be going through a man's throat in part 2. The single adamantium claw that pops out. Which is strange cuz that one was written by Frank Miller. Yeah. Now, I don't I don't know, man. I I, I know at one point, is it Neil Blokeman, the guy did District 9? Mm -hmm. He was attached to do, like, a direct sequel to the first one. I think the original writers of this one have been trying to make, like, 
not a reboot, but a legacy sequel. So I, I ah, which they it, could have done it. I mean, they and honestly, I believe they probably still at, at the time. I don't know about now. He's not doing great, but there's still you still could have got Peter Weller. You only need the lower part of his face and maybe a reveal. Yeah, that's literally it. But you know that, and that's another thing that I love is the practical effects of this movie. So some of my favorite things is you know like the stop motion stuff of Rob Botton, especially with Ed Two Hundred Nine and some of the superimposed shots of RoboCop. You know I've got like my Ed Two Hundred Nine action figure man, and it looked. I mean, they're literally using an action figure for a lot of these things. So, you know, it's it, it, it's seamless from what I have. And the way he moves and the sounds and the growls and he, the pig squeals a little funny, but it's so alien sounding to me oh, that I rope, still love it. When he falls down the steps. is hysterical. And then you got like the uh, I, ow, orangutan noises that he makes i don't know it's like a growl it's just this it's not a lion's growl but it's just it it sounds otherworldly honestly is what it sounds like but it's so comical seeing it come from this big bulky robot yeah but man we where's the creativity that we had in the 80s and 90s that's a lot of it is like why do we not have these kind of iconic things anymore yeah where's where are our new icons where are our new like, this is what, I mean, we talk about all the time, almost to monotony. These movies were designed to sell toys, even unintentionally. You know, they didn't make RoboCop going, you know what? We can make toys. It's called RoboCop came out. It became super uh, popular in pop culture. And someone went, aha, we should make toys. Mm-hmm. You know, we can keep on making money off this bad boy. And I, I don't count. Marvel movies or DC movies, those were already things. They were probably already toys. Those don't count. Where are our new creations that these guys were just thinking of cool shit? Like someone sat down and drew out oh, and RoboCop that's the big thing. for the you first You had time. like an artist working on this, and then you had your sculptors and everyone going, all right, I can make that come to life. Yeah, and- let's, let's tweak this here. Let's, let's adapt this here. And we get we get this we get what's on the screen and it is unforgettable we get even though i will defend the michael bay transformer movies i know i'm a minority but even like those designs they clash a lot like they don't they're not really distinguishable you don't know what you're looking at especially in the fight scenes a big problem with it and yeah i think that's one of the things that's just creativity is it's there but it's not there in the right places anymore well they're so focused on remaking the stuff that they know worked yet they're screwing it up. And it's like, look, I follow a ton of artists on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all these things. There is talent out there. There are people making awesome creations and I try to share it out as much as I can, but it's like, put it on screen. Uh, and a lot of put it out like there. Studios just thinking that the audience is too dumb or like, oh, they won't buy into that. Well, it's like, well, no, like this is what you didn't learn from the thing 2011, you know? Right. That you actually did with a prosthetic so many times that it's like yeah. No, that's what we want and like there are amazing artists out there, hire them. <laughs> exactly. And do not I mean, lowball them. Do not just be like because I know, like, that's something that, like, even Marvel is notorious for, of, like, they'll come in and kind of, like, low-cut these guys on what they will pay them, 
because it'd be like, yeah, but you know, you get to work on a Marvel movie. Like, here's your opportunity. Right. It's like, no, no, this is my craft. This is my art. This is how much it's going to cost you. But you know, doing like what we do, and you know, we have you know, with the network, and we cover a lot of other shows. You know, like we've got the monster movie Stomp Down, and we see all these creative monsters that were designed just from imagination. Or in our horror movies, we we really haven't started digging into some of the kind of wild things, you know, like Project Metal Beast or uh, Rawhead Rex or things like that, where it's just like we did a little bit with like Cellar Dweller, where it's just pulling this image out of your mind or, or sketching it and bringing it to life. That is missing in Hollywood right now. And independent filmmakers are wanting to do it but there are limitations to their ability with budget and constraints and things like that, that we're just not getting what it was that we had back then. I just, I can't picture going into anywhere nowadays and seeing a cardboard cutout and being like, Oh my God, I need to see that. Right. I don't have that. Wow. And that's kind of a bummer, you know, like you go to the movie theaters and you know, at least once a summer, you get one big cardboard cutout standy, and that's oh, our, it. Our theater here still has one from like two years ago. Um, I can't even remember what it is now. That's how mundane it is. Yeah, like it, they just don't happen anymore, it feels like. and I think it was a Will Smith animated thing. Like uh, also, a, the, the spy. Spies in Disguise, I think is what that one so, was. Something like that. Yeah. And I mean, but, it was freaking huge. You know, it was one of those where you can't even take it home, which is probably why it's still sitting yeah. there. There was one, it's funny because it popped up in my Facebook memories from like 10, 12 years ago of uh, the second Silent Hill movie where they had a pyramid head as yeah. the cardboard cut out and I like took the picture of him stabbing my ankle. Yeah. Like, like that's, there's not, they're few and far between anymore. But, but you know, that cardboard cutout of RoboCop has stuck with me for how long, I'm 42 now and I was seven at that point. And I will always remember that. And, you know, yeah, I've talked about we work, you know, Benny worked at a, uh, a rental store when it was inside the Food City. We got the spawn cut out. We got, you know, I shared in the Facebook group the guy that has the I come in peace cut out of the bad alien. It's like he's just come to town type thing on there and he's holding the VHS of the movie. It's the one thing and, I wish I was just a little bit older. That way I could have had that working at a video store experience. Yeah. Just to take home everything. Just trying to, I mean, at least having a, I had friends. I always worked fast food. I try, I think I tried to work at one of those. And for some reason I never got hired. A state, I, I, I tried to work at family video and I don't think they could read my handwriting. So that's on me for not getting the job for just having very bad handwriting. That happens. But yeah. who, why does it matter what your handwriting is? As long as you can I don't recommend think they the could movie. read like anything. <laughs> I am Nate. I love movies. Let me work here for lots of monies. That is the Nate uh, two sentence job application. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's RoboCop will always like I've, Anthony's watched it. It was one of the first few that I would throw out there. It has nudity, but it's real weird nudity. It's locker room shower scene. It's yeah. nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. Um, it does suck that the almost rape scene is probably one of the more iconic scenes when he shoots the dude in the dick you know the sexual assault scene but it's like it gives you such a good 
payoff. Oh, you you get that? Yeah, you get that payoff. That that uh, retribution well, right I, there. I there. absolutely love the you know now he's out on the streets and mm. that montage. You know he's at the convenience oh, store and just destroying that dude. It launches him through the whole thing. Yeah, bending you know. the barrel of the gun. I love that because the gun's wobbly for a second right before he <laughs> grabs it. And you're also like, that is the longest barrel gun. Then you understand the gag. It's so Robocop can bend it. So he can bend it. It um, shoots around corners now. <laughs> he pointed it at the dude's dick. He was going to make the dude shoot, make his, own shoot his own dick off. <laughs> Uh, Robocop, there's a glitch in the system. <laughs> That's Directive 5. <laughs> Perpetrators like, must shoot off own dicks. This movie did make me forget how much I forgot that negotiations were like something that we were going to come across in our life. Because right, I felt the like there was always a hostage negotiation, which I don't think happens at all. <laughs> I want a new car that gets really shitty gas mileage. Well, how about one of the new 6,000 SUX? What? What's that? Oh, well, I guess that means we got to play our final commercial, Nate. Hold on. We walked into that one. It's back. Big is back because bigger is better. 6,000 SUX, an American tradition. Okay, they're happy now. Oh, okay, we they're happy. Cool. Yeah, it literally, in the commercial, says 8.2 miles to the gallon yeah. <laughs> at the bottom of that. And cruise control. And we'll even get you a blah punk. And you know what? As a kid, I didn't know what the hell a blah punk was. I don't know it's, now. It's a uh, stereo system. Like, oh, uh, okay. Fires. So the blah punk stereo. Gotcha. But, like, I don't know why it made that dude so mad he was ready to shoot the mayor before he got any of his demands and it okay hold up real quick before you go anywhere else i have to bring this up because this is the only thing in 4k that made me laugh my ass off when he does thermal imaging oh, i finally yeah. realized they're wearing onesie outfits of thermal imaging pajamas <laughs> that's how they filmed it it's not like it's not even like they had predator technology and didn't use it. They put these actors in like these like green man suits, but it was thermal image on it. And you can tell in the 4K. <laughs> but to me, that was just Robocop's thermal vision. <laughs> oh man, on VHS on a 13-inch television, that's thermal vision. On 4K 65-inch TV, those are pajamas. Yeah, it's a little noticeable. <laughs> Like having him burst through the wall and grabbing that dude, you know, I love it. It's just we get to see RoboCop is getting shit done. It throws him out the window. He punches him. <laughs> like problem solved. He went. Can you fly, random office worker? You know, a lot of people go flying out of things in this movie. When he drags Leon by the hair in the club scene. It's oh. just one of those moments. Leon tries to kick him in the nuts. So dick shot Stupid number move. three. He's <laughs> metal. Why does everyone keep thinking you can shoot Robocop when the first couple of bullets bounce? Don't you just stop? All right. So after Robocop has, you know, shot a man in a dick, bent another <laughs> man's gun to shoot him in a dick, 
punch the man through a window. If I'm a bad guy, I retire from crime. Yeah. I'm not going to win. I think I think Bob Morton was correct. The end of crime in 40 days. I really think yeah. if the criminals really thought it through and the cops not went on strike, they would have won. Uh, that was the moment where like, I'd be like, you know what? Nah, I'm good. They got a robot who like yeah. clearly works. I am not. I don't need to be a criminal anymore. Nope. I'll go get a job somewhere else. Which is kind of what the new Batman movie touched upon. It did, yeah. Where it was just like the, the bat symbol was fear. You know, like, yeah. oh, if that came on, you don't know if you're the one doing crime that he's going to beat up. Mm-hmm. Well, they play, they even play on that when the, in the uh, Christopher Nolan ones where they're trying to do that deal and the light comes on and they're like, nah, man, not tonight. And they're like, it's like a one in a, a 200 chance he'll even come here, you know, but it didn't matter. It was just, there was a chance. You yeah, I would not want the chance of Batman breaking both my arms. Or if Batman and RoboCop ever, you know, had a crossover. I'd, oh, I'd there's probably that. some comic book of Batman versus RoboCop. There are, I'm, I'm sure there are. I mean, and speaking of crossovers, one of the more popular ones is RoboCop versus Terminator. Yeah, I think we uh, had a video game. We had the comic book line. There's um, a video game, the comic book line. And as a matter of fact, you could do it in Mortal Kombat 11. You yeah, can you could. play as RoboCop versus Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator. And <laughs> I, I bought that game. Strictly the fact that I could get Rambo, RoboCop, the Terminator, like all of these like action movie characters, just so I could sit there and relive like all the imaginative things I did as a kid with the toys. And they you know, nailed it. Because my and Terminators and RoboCops all fought each other. My Rambos would jump in and fight other things. Plus the RoboCop than- versus Terminator game that we had back on the Super Nintendo. That was yep. stupid hard. <laughs> dude that was stupid hard but my favorite and there's a uh one of those little like arcade places in johnson city to me that has the robocop arcade game where it's just you literally are just walking and shooting guns nice like that's i'm pretty sure you if you've fed enough quarters you'll just win because you put enough quarters in it um and you get like the uh the cobra assault cannon as your power up so you get to use the big giant ass gun that they give Clarence. fantastic <las> dude oh so I did. Re- I had, didn't watch any of the special features yet. No, not the- yet. I kind of just want to go in, not doing like. Did you know this? It was just yeah. like, hey. So there is something I have to talk about, and you know, I know we're not going to go into a bunch of the like behind the scenes stuff, but it's about the the Cobra assault rifle. So when Clarence shows up and he gives like all the guys the guns, and they just start going around blowing shit up. There's like two explosions that. They're really, really, really close to the actors. Oh, like, like the very Smith. first like vehicle getting blown up is like, why is that so close to them? Because they got paid hazard pay as stunt people to do that scene. Oh, really? They were that close to the explosions, but it makes it feel like they are really doing no, it. You know, like, like it does really great. Like, um the windows as they shoot that one out like as the record store or whatever and all that yeah. blows up right next to them like yeah so it's you the really car. feel like you are right there on the the city street riots as yeah it's, happening. it's the car and the and the storefront that they blow up they got extra pay as stuntmen to do that good for and them you're just like that's bad ass man i love little things like that i i think my favorite stunt in this movie and it's still one that holds up to this day it's the gas station. 
Oh, dude, I love the gas station. It's the purple man. gas or whatever color that gas is. It's like red, which is going like, all over the yeah. place. But seeing that giant explosion, that fireball, and Robocop walking through it. Walking like so there's a stunt dude in that fire. Yeah, and like, we're talking that's about a not... suit that may have cost like a million bucks. Yeah, so my that's a very distant shot for because whenever you see it like Emil's up on like the bypass or whatever. Yeah. There is Robocop walking through the fire. So my guess is that was the one that was the closest. And then there's the one where he's walking out of the fire of the suit and he starts shooting at Emil. Oh it just looks so great. Dude, the effects of this movie are f- fantastic. And we can't not, you know, yeah, we're going to jump around a little bit, but since we're talking about the effects, the toxic man scene with Emil. That's literally with- what I was about to bring up next. It's just like that ooey gooey splatter jackie literally says that she goes ooey gooey and robocop and it is just this insane like he's dripping his finger flesh is falling off yeah he grabs a hold of leon and when he's like get off me don't touch me get off me man (laughs) just this whole thing and runs like I'm actually surprised he didn't shoot him with the auto, you know, with the uh, Cobra assault rifle and explode him. <laughs> but we get that because Red Foreman drives through a meal and it goes everywhere. If there's something I'm like, man, why can't every movie have like a toxic guy getting ran over? I love just that somewhere in the movie. And it's so you don't expect that in this movie. There's no no like thing where you think you're going to see that level of like gore no you know? not at all and it's what made it so impactful you know no pun intended but you know when that happens in that movie that is another one of those like i am never gonna forget this moment ever emil will always be known as the toxic dude like i think you didn't even remember his name was emil when we did the blob episode no i was just and oh, i yeah, brought toxic it up dude that he got <laughs> melted again but yeah um and and I, I I just love what this movie has given us over this the years. This movie gives you like what Commando does, where it's just like that. You're just screaming, yeah. It's just that, testosterone. This bump, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, when RoboCop goes to the drug warehouse, oh, and he's pounding on the that. door, and you're just like, here it's it comes, flexing. Here it the comes. Door is pushing in and out, and as a kid, you're like, what the hell? Yeah, it, it's fantastic. And, and once like, it comes down, he is just weighing lace, just firing nonstop. And you got like the coke flying in the air. He's it's cr- everything like, you want. And like he's not even looking at people as he's shooting them, you know, like he shoots behind his back. And I love it. He like auto targets as soon as he walks in. So he's like no, he like even turns and spreads his arms and shoots a guy and then shoots behind him. And like, I love it. That auto target was so cool as a kid. Yes. You know, because it was just like, oh, man, like he can lock on to everyone like RoboCop's unstoppable. Oh, and it's just the way he beats the ever living shit out of Red Foreman. All throwing him through the wind. Like there's a moment where Red Foreman realizes if he doesn't spill the beans about Dick Jones, RoboCop's going to mess him up. Yeah. Like he's already killed like 20 people in this room. What makes you special, dude? Yeah. And you he even knows have the balls to spit blood on RoboCop, which is like, he... don't do that. <laughs> and he knows you murdered him. So it's already like he's ready to rip your head off and he has to name drop Dick Jones. 
which I love when he gets, like, Dick Jones calls his ass out on that. He's a cyborg, you idiot. His memory is, is admissible as evidence. He's like, <laughs> look at my face, man. It's like, oh, my God. I love the dynamic, man, of those guys. Again, those those bad guys. And I won't say the line, but it's an iconic line when Red Foreman goes to kill Bob Morton. And, you know, ask the nice ladies to leave. So we'll leave it at that. And just this cold, like, I'm going to record a message to play on. I'm pretty sure Nate probably wishes he had that stereo system that Bob Morton had. Oh, there was sure like a, a reel-to-reel, three televisions, you know, CD players, all this stuff. It's like everything that I, I thought when growing up. Like, that's what, if you get that, you've made it. You're there, you yeah. know. That to me, I all like Bob Morton's whole apartment and the thing with the the hookers. I'm always reminded of like American Psycho, you know, the Patrick oh, yeah, Bateman definitely. kind of thing. It's... I get that vibe, and he, this was like before, so that's Patrick Bateman stole Bob Morton's apartment. Which hell, know. he should have stole RoboCop's house because that thing is banging. I know, but man, I would have punched that auto realtor too, man. That guy got real annoying. Yeah, real like fast. I love that. In the future, we have realtors that are robots. We have that now. You know you can go through, like, showings online, and you can literally go to ones that they'll walk you through. That's weird. I can't imagine. It, it's 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 <laughs> happening. It's now. All we're missing is TJ Laser on TV, bro. Damn and we're it. there. We're living in RoboCop land. Now, there's one person that we have not talked about at all, and it's a damn crime that's taken us this long. It's Nancy. Oh, Lewis. Yeah, Lewis. Lewis is, like, to me, the equal part to RoboCop. Like, there's something about Nancy Allen in these movies that I absolutely adore. And when they kill her off in three, that's another part where it's like, no, you do not do that. Yeah, that sucked. I hated that they did that. Exactly. Like, she is such a great um, partner for him. And, like, I, I truly believe that she feels guilty for what happens to Murphy, you know? That yeah, it's one of those blames herself for it, you know, that she should have been there to protect her partner. And it's one of those things where you realize, you know, she's trying to hold her own. She has to be kind of this badass. I mean, they were only partners for like a few hours. Yeah, not long at not all. Not long he at all. He had just transferred over to there, you know? Yeah, and that was something that took me a long time, uh, like maybe l- later when I would watch it, that I realized he was placed there because he was actually a candidate for that security systems program because Bob Morton literally says we have strategically placed prime candidates in high risk areas of Detroit. It's only a matter of get killed. Yeah. So he literally says it's only a matter of time. Now they didn't plan Bodiger to, you know, assassinate, you know, uh, Murphy. They got lucky of how the cookie crumbled. Exactly. But he that's another reason why Bob Morton is just as much a bad guy in this, because he was integral in setting up all of the chaos that's happening because OCP is trying to build Delta City. You know, Detroit's going to get tore down. It's going to be like a corporate city. That's like no, the they, underlying want they want to be able to rule everything. And it's yeah. gross and disgusting. All, and it's just part of it, you know, and it's also art imitating life sometimes. And that's what Verhoeven is fantastic at. I, I love Paul Verhoeven movies. Um, but yeah, it, it, so you get a lot of, uh, with Nancy, uh, Allen as Lewis that, uh, 
Robocop wouldn't have got as far as he did without her. I mean, she literally yeah. rescues him from the cops shooting him up once he tries to arrest Dick. And, um, you know, she's, she's there to the end. I mean, she say she literally like saves him again, uh, by shooting Leon up in the, uh, crane after yeah. he drops everything on. And I love uh, when after like they've, you know, taken out red Foreman, and she's like, I'm all messed up. Yeah. Like there's no, she all she goes, Murphy, I'm a mess. That's, that's <laughs> what she says. And I love how he's like, they'll fix you. They'll fix everything. And, yeah, you know, they it's fix just... everything. <laughs> now we but, get to the part we got to talk about, which is the finale of this. Oh, the whole finale the, that the whole feels segment. like reverse Friday the 13th, because now you have RoboCop hunting down each henchman. But what I love is we have a battle scar RoboCop. You know, the oh, suit yeah. already looks badass, but now we have seen this suit take a hit and he's not even wearing the uh the helmet anymore so it's just his face standing out and that's yeah. also where like this movie's practical effects really stand out is how great they make that face feel like it's just a face plastered onto a robot like they, they literally just cut his face off and put it on there like yeah it's his it's his face his brain and i think they said like a rudimentary thing with his digestive system um, and which is baby the, the baby food Exactly. But now, and I love it that we, we get Peter Weller in the full now. And when he rolls up on OCP and Ed 209's down there patrolling and Robocop, if he could have smiled the whole time, I'd have bought it. But when he busts out that, the Cobra assault cannon and drops it on top of the car, it's just like, <laughs> suck it, bitch. And it blows Ed 209 down to just a pair. I want, so I have an Ed 209 action figure, like I said. I literally now want just the legs. Oh, either, that'd be great. Yeah. I want to either buy one to make it or let someone make it for me. Um, there's a company that made, I want to, it might have been Super 7, I don't know, that made the Kenny playset, which is Ed 209 and a shot up body of Kenny that comes with it. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so morbid, but I want it so bad. Um, but yeah, so he takes out Ed 209, he goes up to the building. I love the shots they keep doing of him in that glass elevator, you know, as it goes up to the top floor and confronts Dick Jones, plays the whole thing. Dick Jones takes the old man hostage and the old man figures it out. He's like, why is this cop not doing anything? He's like, oh, there's something going on. I'm going to fire this dude. I'm, You know, it's the ultimate, like, I'm going to fire him. And the second he does and RoboCop's like, Thank you. Thank you. And just <laughs> elbows Dick Jones, blasts him out the window, and we get the only practical effect in this movie that just, why? Why? How why? Dick why? Jones' arms look as he's falling down. Oh, my God. <laughs> he looks like Beetlejuice falling out those long-ass arms. He does, man. And even in 4K, we all... If you're a fan of RoboCop, you already know it's coming. It, it's now the joke. It's not even as cool as when Hans Gruber falls off the building and die hard. Yeah. This is <laughs> like arms three times longer than, you know, he would have been like eight feet tall if his arms were that long. And Dick Jones falls off the OCP building. And I, I love it. I love every bit of it. And then the classic best way to end the movie. Nice shooting, son. What's your name? Murphy. That's ah. God, dude. 
it's uh, I have this smile on my face because I oh just, we're both smiling. It's Huge. that being a kid, everything came to a satisfying conclusion, and we now have our new hero, RoboCop. Exactly. You and know, that's, and that's why we don't need to synopsize it. But it's a crime if we don't talk about our favorite things. But that's RoboCop. Let's get into what uh, is kind of surprising to me, even though I think I knew this. Yeah, anyway. I, I knew this, but it still it seems shocking. But there's a reason why. Exactly. So let's do the body count. Yeah. Leave anything for us? Just bodies. Body count. Body count. Body count. Body count. So, and I think it's just this thing in my mind, especially because I grew up watching um, Hot Shots Part Two, which we've covered. And they they make the joke when he's you know shooting up the camp of what's the bloodiest movie? More deaths than Rambo, more deaths than Robocop. Bloodiest movie ever is the thing that goes across the bottom. And so I look this one up going, Yeah, I feel like there's a high body count. There's 33. <laughs> it's low. First, but in my mind, it's in my mind, so it's much low. blood. Like that's why it feels impactful is like there's just so much carnage in the movie it's quality over quantity it's finally where we got into that (laughs) and but man there is no shortage of gunplay ed 209 unloading everything how did ed 209 not shoot any windows that tells me ed 209 put every bullet into kenny yeah all of them yeah until he ran out yeah none of the windows broke that were directly behind kenny just all of them inside of even, him. Even like the great fight of RoboCop versus Ed 209 when Dick Jones releases, you know, release the Ed 209, basically. Yeah. And like you have all the rockets going through. Ed 209's got rockets. And, and he's got the, you know, the bullets. He's shooting up everything like nonstop. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, there's a poor secretary on the other end somewhere just like losing her mind. I'd, I'd just be like, I'd be head of maintenance being like, I quit. I quit. <laughs> I'm out. I'm not coming back into work I tomorrow. I just guys. got done mopping over there and just throws the mop down. Quality, man. That's why it feels a little low, but you know, it's it, still it, shocking it's... how low it is. Like RoboCop should have like triple digits. I feel like there's more kills in the second one. Honestly, I could be wrong. I, I think I mean, there is, but the second one doesn't have nearly as much blood. You sure about that? I mean, they I'm literally rip certain. out a brain and smash it on the ground. The kid gets shot to death in the back of the armored vehicle. He snaps the... We'll save all this for the RoboCop 2 Save it for 2. We're going to do 2 eventually. We're going to do 2 because I love RoboCop 2. I could go all day. All right. Well, let's do our uh, kill of the week. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. Nate, we know what your favorite dick shot of the week is, but what is your favorite kill of the week in RoboCop? I... This is hard. It is. It really is. I think it's going to just be RoboCop stabbing Red Foreman in the throat because that stab happens right as Red Foreman stabbed him. Yes. And they're like, he's yelling at him, screaming in his face. And it happens so quickly. And then the amount of blood that just falls on a RoboCop. It's it like, feels like a whole gallon drops it, onto him. And it's, it's this not, your usual blood color it's like yes. this ruby red 
So I got, I honestly, watching it in 4K last night, I really got thinking about it and knowing like what Verhoeven does. So Red Foreman stabs RoboCop with the giant piece of steel. Like it's got the sharpened in. In my mind, the way he did that was that was kind of to show RoboCop was wounded. So RoboCop can't bleed, but we need to put blood there to show he's in distress. He yells yeah. out when he gets stabbed. Oh, too. when he gets stabbed, it's a great yell. Yeah. But it's just the how quick it happens, all that blood. And then you get the shot of him holding his neck and, and the amazing spray. You know, that, that arterial like goes for like two feet before it arches. Yeah. Um, you're not, I mean, I, I love, love that kill. This is a hard one. Yeah. What, what about you? Cause there's like, this is one of those movies where it's like every kill is pretty memorable. They all are, but it's a disservice if I do not say Emil as toxic man. No. Yeah. And when he, when Red Foreman goes through him with the car and you see body parts, you, it's not like, it, it looks like slime, but blood mixed into it over the windshield as he goes through it. It is so visceral. And, uh, and again, when the first time you watch it, it's so unexpected. You know, I have to imagine my dad's like, oh, I wonder how he's going to react the first time I watch it, you know, because again, this isn't a monster movie. It's not a horror movie. It's not a creature feature. You're not expecting that kind of that level of kill and gore. You don't get that kind of kill in action movies. <laughs> but and I will go ahead and say this now as not so much a runner up, but one that must be talked about is Murphy's death. That is the most brutal, painful when you watch it in the director's it's devastating. Cut. And then even like how much they unload their shotgun on him. They run out they of even, ammo. Yeah, they run out of ammo and they're like, he's still alive. And yeah. he's just standing there screaming. Emil literally looks at Clarence and he goes, Hey Clarence, he's still alive. You know, is you know, like, what do we do? What like what's going on here? And like not that, only do that, you see like his hand get shot off. You see his whole arm come off. Oh, as the well. arm's gone. He's like, and a lot of the shots landed on his body armor. Okay, yeah. fine. Which obviously they did that for practical reasons, you know. Yeah, Mark, it's fine. You know, it only caught him in the side of the brain. They can fix that. Not our buddy Mark. Is well, Mark. <laughs> other Marks our buddy too, but they know who they are. Um, but no, I can't not even talk about that though during the kill of the week because if you've never seen the director's cut watch the director's cut it's amazing all right man uh let's do our alley ongs like it's really hard to know what we're gonna read yeah boy all right nate you gotta lead off cool let's see so if you carry the one divide that times that what year to come out 1987 what's pi 88 um yeah it's a 10 yeah <laughs> no this is simple we don't even have to explain yeah. why yeah. it's a 10 for me um robocop rules <laughs> it breaks my heart when i you know it, people can rank movies whatever they want they can have their own opinions wrong or not and i know there's people out there that don't like this movie as much um but this movie is so iconic and important to me as i grew up I will never not sing its praises. I will never not watch it at least once a year, if not more. 
This is one of those movies I could just pop in and watch. It's like, you know what? I want to watch RoboCop right now. Um, and it still gives me goosebumps. It still excites watching me to it watch this it. This week, though, just there was something special about it. And I do think it was because of having the new release. But there really was like this little kid just smiling. Yeah. Dude, I was flashback to my dad coming home with two RoboCop movies for me to watch. It was this this moment of I now get that ability to share with my kids. And there's many movies um, that are going to be that we're going to be talking about. We're really going to start doing some bangers. And um, we're going to talk about something coming up here now that we've kind of finished talking about RoboCop of what's going on for November. This is our first episode of November right now, um, which starting off with a bang going with a 10 on the action side. Yeah. Right like out. We, ha- we haven't done a 10 on an action for a while. Um, but, Nate, would you care to let everybody, fill everybody in on what they're about to experience for November? So, all month of October, we pre-recorded episodes for November. Um, that way, we could take the month off. I have been having a really rough time with my mental health since July. And Charlie and I have been going on back and forth on, like, Charlie's been like, take the time off. And I like me being Absolutely. me, it was just like, well, but I kind of want to cover this movie. I want to cover this movie. But I've been getting worse and worse, and I need time away. So what we did was, let's watch a bunch of movies in October, get mm-hmm. them recorded, and then release them. So it only made sense that RoboCop be the one to kind of start this whole shebang off. Right. So I, I didn't want anyone to sub in for Nate. We could have done that. We've done. We've had to do it one time, and you know what? I still wish I hadn't done that. I still wish I'd have waited and got you back on there. You're my co-host, and your your mental oh, it health happens. Like, yeah, but your mental but, health is important to me, and it was to the point we even considered just taking the month off each other, not recording anything. But I didn't want to not put anything out there. Yeah, um, it felt weird to not have anything out there, and. We knew, and I didn't want I, to I replay knew any. I at least had in me to get a few more out. That way I can kind of like take a break, you know. And we're not going to have in these episodes whatever updated stuff happen in life, I guess. Yeah, so there's not going to be like current events. We yeah, do like, still talk about Who knows? About Maybe things. a really cool movie just surprise drops and we just don't get to talk about it. <laughs> yeah something you know maybe someone passes away and why didn't charlie and nate talk about it seems kind of important but no it it was important and you know also as you may have noticed charlie's talking in a very sexy sultry say. voice um i have been fighting something for like three weeks i'm on medicine now and it wasn't the big c so we're all good so all of november charlie will sound sick because oh, I've had this on every because you're gonna be like, man, Charlie's been sick October and November. Nah, we just recorded back to back to back. <laughs> we just did a bunch of recordings on a couple of weekends, which wasn't that bad. Um, and we're still gonna be promoting every episode as if it comes out live. Yeah, we'll still you know, be doing Instagram and stuff like that. It's just yeah. more or less like we're I, clearing our schedule. We're clearing our plate, and December's gonna be busy anyway. You know, for everything, you know, we have Thanksgiving that just rolls right into the holiday season. It's a lot for people. Um, And to be honest, I haven't taken a break since we started. Nate really hasn't taken a break since he started on with the horror show. And now that we do these weekly, 
both together, there's no time for your brain to kind of stop and reset. And um, so that's what we've chose to do. Uh, we just wanted to prepare everyone with this episode. We've got some great movies coming along oh, in November. Um, that's fantastic for sure. stuff. You're also going to get a little peek into Nate's mental health with it all. I've been like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Robocop's awesome. Wait till you see what else he made me Wait watch. till you see what else I picked just to be like, wow, is he okay? I'm this doing was, all right. <laughs> this was a joint selection. I kind of let Nate go loose on the other ones, and it's shocked, Charlie. I won't lie, but they, <laughs> they were some good ones, especially the one that'll come out right after this one. Right after this one, you'll be like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Nate goes hard. So we just wanted to be upfront with everyone about what's going on. I mean, you know, you, those of you that listen to us, I know what it's like when you listen to a show. You kind of feel part of that show. You know, you you get to hear about what's going on in their day-to-day lives. And people can tell when things are, are changing or if there's an issue. So just being straight open with everybody that, you know what, we're just going to take a small little sabbatical. But it you won't notice it. There will still be if new anything, you'll notice it that very first episode in December when we come back and go, wait, how do we do this again? Ex- yeah, that is going to be the hard That's what's going to happen. Yeah, that I'm not looking forward to. Where I'm, I'm going to sit be... in front of my mic and just role play. Yeah, I'm just going to be like, uh, I forgot all of our drops. But no, I think it'll I be fine. how to watch a movie. I forgot how to podcast. No, it'll be good, and we do have a we, we are scheduled up through the beginning of the year all the way up to our two year anniversary in January. So there's no worries about things coming up. Um, we have a lot of stuff in the pipe, and we actually kind of know what's going on in February, but not really. Yeah, um, it's That's terrifying. How far out we are, people. February is terrifying for me and Nate. Um, You'll understand as we get closer once we announce what's going on. Um, I'm scared. That's all I can say is I'm scared. Um, so, yeah, we'll quit dragging this out. So you can still find us over on Facebook on Give Me Back My Action Movies and Give Me Back My Horror Movies groups. They're growing. I um, mean, numbers are continually going. Uh, Instagram, always. I, I feel like sometimes we're more active on Instagram. Um, TikTok, Twitter, uh, YouTube. We'll get back on YouTube. We were going to cover the new Halloween. Then we decided that the rest of the world did it for us. Yep. So they didn't need our input anymore. Thank you, world. Yeah, you guys nailed it. You got it. Yep, internet um, one. And please don't forget, plenty of other shows on the uh, network. We have Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, Monster Movie Stomp Down, Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. So plenty of content out there. Um, it's fantastic stuff. If you haven't been listening to the Monster Movie Stomp Down, go back and listen to their like 10 days of uh, Halloween. They did two Halloween special episodes. It's fantastic stuff. And as far as I know right now, we are still planning on doing a network Christmas special, which is another reason we need to take a little bit of time off to get some planning done. So, and if you like, as you want to get in the Christmas spirit, go back and check out that one from last December that we dropped. So we would appreciate it. Um, anything else, Nate? No, well, I mean, I think you nailed it. Yeah. Like us on Spotify, give us that rating there. Like us and give us a rating on Apple podcasts. Yep. And then just thank you for everything. Seriously. It's, I appreciate it. I can't wait for year two. Like, the more and more we keep talking about, there's going to be a lot of bangers. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's light speed heading towards us right now. It's, yeah. it's kind of crazy, but all right, man. Well, we did it. We did RoboCop. We did before, it before the end of a year long two. time of coming 
I want to watch it again. I kind of want to just like end this call and go watch it again. Let's do it, man. <laughs> All right, man. What's a good word? The Tigers are playing tonight, and I never miss a game. You know what Paul Blart should have done? What? Just take the script for RoboCop and then throw it in a mall. I would have been down. I might have actually so happy with that. I might have actually watched that movie had they done that. (laughs) I still never watched it. There's still time for a Paul Blart three to just make it RoboCop. I have still. There's another one that I want to watch that uh, I think it's called Be Kind Rewind with Jack Black. Oh yeah, that's a good one. They erase all the VHSs and they remake RoboCop in one of them. Yep. And I have I cuz I have a movie that plays that trailer and I, that's the only time I remember that I want to watch that movie is um Be Kind Rewind and he's like uh tin foil and RoboCop. So <laughs> maybe I should go do that.